Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And that's the heater. Um, so all three of us are here, as usual. Um, the heater has a lot of opinions about rom-coms. The heater really a, does. As, as a genre, really. That's, so that's why it just can't. It just can't be quiet. It just. It really can't. It m- much like Miley Cyrus. It can't be tamed. So. <laughs> um. <laughs> also, there is a very cute dog named Amy that Jordan is currently moving into a room. Otherwise, Amy might, you know, want to snuggle, and then the equipment might get messed up, and. That would be a very authentic podcast, but not good for the future of bad rom. Yeah, the bad I d- bad romance. Yes. I was like bad rom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well, y'all. <laughs> oh boy, did we say that this is bad romance? <laughs> yeah, we did. But we then did. I, I I said bad rom. I was like struggling. I was like ramen. Bad like, bad ramen. This yeah. is the bad ramen podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is just about college. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, yes, this is the Bad Romance Podcast, and this episode is covering the film Jenny's Wedding from 2015, um, written and directed by Mary Agnes Donahue. I, you know what? I think that all of this, like, mispronouncing of white people's names is, like, revenge. Yeah. I, that's, that's what I'm going to take this just, as. Just call it, like... Some linguistic <laughs> reparations, you know, <laughs> added to the tab. Like, there's there's a lot that is owed you. So, you know. Yeah. Um, and this. OK, so this woman, um, Mary Agnes, m- at the time of this film's release, Mary Agnes was in her early 70s. Now she's in her mid 70s. Um, this film definitely feels like it was written by a woman that was maybe a little too old and maybe a little too uh, straight uh, to really know what she was talking about. And um, just to tell you this woman's pedigree, she has done good work. She has she wrote the screenplay for Beaches, which is a movie that I haven't seen, but I know that a lot of women feel strongly about Beaches. I have not seen Beaches either, but I have heard much. Uh, she uh, wrote the screenplay for White Oleander, Um which is like one of my brother's favorite movies. Um, she did the screenplay for, um, co-wrote the screenplay for Veronica Guerin, which is a Kate Blanchett film. Um, she has directed a film before. It was called Paradise, and it was a rom-com starring Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson. I don't know if it's any good. Um, that is the only film that she directed back in 1991. She's mostly been a screenwriter, but in but now, Jenny's Wedding, 2015, she decided to get back into the director's chair after over a decade of not being in it, and it's very obvious. <laughs> it's It feels like... Uh, I don't know. It, it just it feels like a log line. Like, it doesn't feel like a movie. Like, it, it just feels like there's this plot idea, and then... And then the movie's explaining to you that that's the plot idea instead of just showing you the whole time. Like, I feel like everything was so ham-fisted and, and like, n- not heavy ham-fisted so much. Like, just, like, heavy-handed and spoon-fed. Yeah. I w- like, I didn't feel like I was watching a movie. I felt like I was reading somebody pitching it or, like, reading the description of it. 
Um, yeah, I mean, uh, so uh, here here on Bad Romance, we realized that we had mostly just been doing bad movies with straight couples. So we decided to do bad, a bad movie with a gay couple. And of course, we chose one with one of the most unconvincing gay oh, couples I've ever gosh. seen on Before screen. Before we started recording, so so <laughs> it's it's we're supposed to believe that Catherine Heigl and Alexis Bledel are a couple, which if they were convincing, that would be amazing. I I like both actresses. That would be a great thing to see. Um, but they are so awkward and so deeply straight. It feels. I said I said to Jordan like I would be more convinced by a Fox News broadcaster who pretended to be gay on in a movie. Like I I feel like Ann Coulter could knock it out of the park better. Like like literally the ten, it was so unconvincing. Yeah, I mean, uh, so uh it's it's very hard cuz like it, it this is very clearly like made by a woman who thought that she was being really progressive and was I guess I guess too old to realize how old fashioned she was and how it didn't even really occur to her to cast a couple that worked. Like th- if there are two people that just like scream heterosexuality to me, it's Katherine Heigl and Alexis Bledel. Like yeah. I, I don't know about you. Like Katherine Heigl, I feel like has the chops to maybe play a lesbian. I just feel like, but she just was not given the proper direction. Alexis Bodell, I have so much trouble imagining her no, even it's going really near a vagina. <laughs> like she is like such an epitome of like a like a heterosexual tiny white woman. Yeah, <laughs> like she's just I like just, such like a she I don't just know. looks like a preppy little wife. Like yeah, very like, much so. Yeah, like I haven't even seen her in anything where she didn't talk with like a whisper. Like uh, like and that doesn't have to do with being gay, but it's just like she's so heterosexual femme in this really particular yeah, way. Yeah, just like a very like uh you know like boys are just like uh, she's just so I little guess he's and into feminine, me, but I'm afraid. And, yeah. And it's just like yeah, I mean it, I mean if you're thinking about like I'm a huge Gilmore Girls fan. I've seen every episode of Gilmore Girls, even the last season which is bad and the and the return on Netflix, which is also bad, just so you know, they're both bad for different reasons. They are. Um, <laughs> We're gonna get some comments. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, a Gilmore Girls, a year in the life, just makes Lorelai and Rory seem like dicks, and I think it makes it even more obvious like i think that like if we were we could just like we could have chilled in the realm of like a mary sue piece about like how rory was a dick but we got like actual evidence current evidence <laughs> that they're yeah, not good like, people like oh wait no even <laughs> when you bring it now <laughs> yeah good, and like and still no justice for lane kim La- justice for lane kim that's my band name like they're uh, like i doubt i really well okay if you can think of it it probably exists on the internet but you know i think trying to queer alexis bladell like i don't i don't really i can't imagine blogs that are like theorizing about her characters actually secretly being in the closet like she's just so yeah, straight no, like I mean, she's like, just so like, 
like, you know, or like even being like fluid on any level, like hetero flexible even. Like the yeah, the whole thing with like the whole like dynamic with her and Dean is just that like he's so tall and masculine yeah. and she's so small and she reads books and it's like it's so hetero. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the most hetero It's like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah, it's it, it's very hard. Like I like even like I mentioned this while we were while I was watching it. Like even like seeing Alexis Bledel playing like a prostitute in Sin City was like unsettling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like and <laughs> yeah, totally. And totally. like it's like and this is not even a dig on her. She's like. She's like, I, I like Alexis Bledel, you know? I, I like Tuck Everlasting. I like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I never saw Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants too. I liked um, yeah, I liked both sisterhoods. Um I think she's she, good. I, I she's will gotten say, a lot of bad roles in her life, I'll say that. I like, was gonna say, I don't think she's gotten the chance to show range, and it's hard for me to know whether she just doesn't have range or she hasn't been given the chance. But this did you know that Spanish this is her was a first language? Bad enough movie that this definitely didn't do well for her. Yeah. Um. I wonder. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I kind of wish I like. I kind of like when I, I want to see that her I, in a movie like, where she speaks Spanish. Yeah, I would love that. That'd man. be like, so I cool. Feel like I feel like also like that would like give us a different layer of her. Oh, for sure. Like, that's like a different. You know, it's like different. Like the way that you pronounce words is different. Like the yeah. way. That, yeah. Like, and that actually like her quiet speaking quiet like she might she might have a totally different tonality when yeah. she speaks spanish yeah i, I want to see that yeah, yeah that'd be cool but yeah um we're talking a lot about other things because this movie really isn't all that it's, interesting it's boring like like but yeah it, it from like, justin to kelly was a trash fire but at least it was like there was something to look at like Je jenny's wedding feels like a treatise like uh, now that i know a little bit more about the director it kind of Based on how much the movie focuses on the parents versus the actual couple, um, and 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 like the parents struggle, like I feel like I know way more about the parents' relationship than Jenny, than you know, um, Alexis Bledel and yeah, I think that this director was writing it from the mother's point of view. It felt like I, it felt like she was grappling with her own like past bigotry, honestly, and yeah. like kind of being like, I'm an ally, and like, hey, let me show other people. Which, I mean, it just felt like a big, like, capital W, like, well-meaning film. Yeah. And also the, the like, okay, so <laughs> they live in Ohio. And, like, it was, like, it was they live in Cleveland, Ohio. And it was, like, playing, like, spot the black person. It was, like, there should be more black people in Cleveland. There is a black, like, near the end of the movie, there's a black girl at the wedding. And she seems to have come with one of the white characters in the movie. But 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 that their relationship is never explained. She's just, like, with an old white man that we saw earlier. And I'm just, like, it, was she adopted? Is 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 this a May-December thing? Yeah, AJ and I, like, were playing that, too. In fact, we even expanded the game. We were, like, there's... Is there anyone who's not white? <laughs> like ever? Like there was like there were there was like a bl I think there were there were like three black women spotted in like background scenes that never got to talk. Like I yeah. saw I think I saw I only saw two, but maybe there was three. I don't know. <laughs> I and I completely missed that it was Cleveland. So that does make it, it it's weirder. Cleveland. Yeah, that does make it a lot weirder because I was just like, okay, some nebulous like Midwest you know, small city or town. Sure. This is believable. The unbearable whiteness is palpable. 
Um, but that that does make it weirder. Stars Hollow has more color than I. I that's what I was thinking the whole time. Stars Hollow has more people of color. Yeah. than this version. And of these Cleveland, are also Ohio. like extra strength white people. Like these are Catherine oh Heigl, like extra strength white. This is like. <laughs> Crest extra whitening with like fluoride. And like their and, version like, of being a gay couple is like the most like home and gardens. I mean, it's about getting married. It's about, oh my God. you know, okay. so, so like, yeah, this is a very like, this is like, again, like you can tell it was made by a straight person who's like, look, gay people are like us. They want to get married and live in the suburbs too. <laughs> like, okay. So this movie starts like, like through the credits, it's just like this like heterosexual wedding propaganda that oh it starts gosh. with and it's so like oppressive like i was like oh no and then like so many of my notes are just like quips instead of things that actually happen like have you like how everybody's is constantly wearing fucking sweaters no matter where they are like even in bed they're wearing fucking sweaters people are wearing sweaters inside they're wearing sweaters during dinner they're wearing sweaters every fucking why is, is everybody in a motherfucking sweater why can't i see anyone's shoulders no yeah this was another movie this kind of made me think of safe haven in the sense that there was like it was so chaste like it was not only a, like a heavy handed coming out movie, but it was like there was no sex and I didn't need there to be sex. It wasn't even that. It was just that the idea of sex was like so far away from this movie that's supposed to be about marriage and romance and sexual orientation. And it had like no sexuality. Yeah. It, it you know, was like, I, 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 I was, need everyone to be topless, but like the sweater thing is just one of the things that it, added to it that. It drove me crazy. I was yeah. like yelling at the screen, just like, let me see a shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just want to like, see get, ooh, one. Give me a full forearm. Even Let's go. In, even in scenes in bed, everyone's shoulders are completely covered. It was yeah. it was madness. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. Oh my gosh! It was just. It's like, and the movie starts. Just everything's so like the first scene. We see Katherine Heigl and she's like with her family, and they basically like her brother brought one of his friends to introduce. Um, Who's of course a man because they don't know that she's gay yet, and and he's like, hey, I, I've got to go, but can I call you sometime? And she's like, sure. And then her brother's like, she's not gonna call you. Um, and then that's like our introduction, and then it's just like the next scene. I feel like there's just two scenes where like she's arguing with her family because they're like, why don't you date anyone? Why don't we know anything? Everyone's so like, everyone's no, like, so angry at her. There's no all gentle the exposition. It's just like immediately like, what's your deal? Everyone's so yeah, everyone is so combative. Yeah. In their in their sweaters it just makes sister. it seem like we're being like assaulted by like 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 the Stepford community is yeah. just like I feel like, like a Tris gets box like turned into like I don't know. That yeah. made more sense in my head, um, but yes. thanks and for bearing. And uh, her sister is played by uh, one of the Lil Streeps, uh, Grace Gummer. And uh, Grace, Gummer's, uh, Grace Gummer in this movie is... Um, I can't even remember if Grace Gummer was good. Because, of, like, number one, I can't tell the difference between her and her sister, Mammy, at all. Like, they look exactly the same to me between yeah. Grace and Mammy Gummer. So, like, they're, like, three years apart and they have the same face, and I just don't know which is which. So somebody's just gonna have to fucking tell me. But um, I knew this one was Grace because I checked. The you were like so <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so this uh, little streep, um, she, <laughs> she, 
Number one, um, I'm pretty sure Grace Gummer was like in her late 20s when this movie, because she's 31 now, so she's like in her late 20s when this movie came out, because it was a few years ago. Uh, she looks like a smooth 17 years old. 17 years, to me. Yeah. <laughs> like she looks kind of, she looks like, she looks like uh, s- between like 17, 21, she looks like she's got like, She's like like maybe like a freshman sophomore in college. Like she just looks she looks young and she doesn't wear any makeup so it makes her look even younger and her attitude is really young and then you figure out that she's like married with children and has a home and she just looks like a child and she also yeah, acts, she like, acts a child. like a child. Like I can't like and again this is like one of the many I I don't think the writing for this movie was good at all so I definitely think some of it was the writing. But she, her character has no emotional regulation. And I think some of that is supposed to be the case. But also just like, I just feel like she's yelling the whole time. And I, I don't care about her character at all. Like, there's no reason. There's like, cause like she's, she feels, she's one of those like characters that I just feel like um, older people write um, because they don't understand how girls are. And it's just like, she's, She's upset, like, she feels, like, in competition with Katherine Heigl. Like, she's once, like, obsessed with uh, Katherine Heigl's um, love life. But she's also just, like, obsessed with the fact that, like, she doesn't feel as good as Katherine Heigl. And she feels like Katherine Heigl has always acted like she was better than her. And, like, there's just, like, this, like, jealousy. And just, like, she, but she's... So, like, every interaction, there's just, like, so much animosity and so much anger. But she also, like, wants Catherine Heigl to be close to her. And it's, like, how can this person be close to you if you're going to act like that Like, you're literally the screaming time. at her all the time and you seem to hate everything about her. But you're also... And, like, she, like, she is definitely... Her character is not someone... That I could imagine anyone wanting to come out to, like oh yeah, like, like when I they're from understand. a family that is like <laughs> you know uh, homophobic in a very like everyday, <laughs> not casual, but like very like yeah, well you know we're just traditional. Could way. you believe that she was married with children? Also, I love that like before you answer that, I love that like because they obviously did not want to hire children and deal with all of the forms. People keep on asking her how the kids are and we never see them. Yeah. (laughs) Like I felt like because her tension like is with her husband and there's not really anything like, I just felt like they didn't even need her to have kids, but I felt like they did that because they wanted it to be like, she's tired, (laughs) you know, but it's just like, I can't imagine like, like once again, like she was like, she was like 28 or 29 or something. So she was definitely old enough to have kids, but like, I don't know, man, like often (laughs) she just seems so young. I just can't imagine it. Like I just couldn't picture it. And I also couldn't imagine that she'd be like any good at it. No, she seemed like a horrible mom. And like, there was like (laughs) kind of this implication that maybe her husband was cheating on her. Um, Okay. Yeah. There's a part, but like, it's never really clarified and we just know she's mad at him. And so I'm like, I don't know if he's actually an asshole or if she's just actually, because she is an asshole. So I'm like, I don't really know what to think about this. And I also don't care. She like, okay. So <laughs> like she, there's a scene and, and this scene was driving me insane. And nobody in, in, in like Kyle or, or my friend, nobody like understood like my frustration with this scene. She yells at her husband to um, do some work around the house. And then he just says, I gotta go and walks out of the house. And 
effectively out of the movie for like a huge chunk. I mean, I get that he's like a bad husband, but I can't imagine that. I just, I gotta go. And I mean, then he just leaves. He just leaves for a long time. She's obsessed with the fact that they have dead grass. And like, it's obvious that it's supposed to be a poetic device in the movie, but this movie is like so far from being anything that could have any subtlety and therefore any poetics. So it's just like, I'm going to scream about dead grass and get it. It's like a whole thing because like my grass is dead and my, so is my relationship. And she like keeps asking people like, um, is your grass alive? Yeah. Happy people have, you know, happy people don't have dead grass. And so she like screams at him about the grass. And yeah, and that's when he leaves. He's just like, like he's not leaving, leaving, but he's like, yeah, I just got to go. And I'm just like, who says I just, I got it. Like, he doesn't even come up with an excuse. He just says, I got to go and then just leaves. It's just so, <laughs> again, it's it, it feels rushed. Like her whole storyline, like it's like the movie wants to jam pack all in all this stuff to contextualize how she acts to Katherine Heigl. But it's so badly done. I wish they would pare it down a little. Yeah, like there's just too much going on. Like her like her arc like really doesn't make any sense. And like spoilers, but not really cuz not a lot happens in this movie. She like at the wedding at the end, the titular wedding that Jenny has, she just like starts rambling to a guy about grass and he's just and he just <laughs> he's, he's so into it and he's just like you're not a lesbian, right? And she's like, "No." And he's just like so into like he's just like yes i'm in there and i'm just like like, i've been waiting for a woman to rant at me about dead grass and i was like dang is it am i am i feeling that it's hard out here for a straight man is that what's happening and also um my my friend commented and i agree that like she would make a much more convincing lesbian i was thinking that the whole time the whole time (laughs) the whole time literally and it wasn't, yeah, just like... I felt like she was like, a, you know, like... She had way more of a sexually ambiguous energy. Yes, definitely. Um, And and also, like... like and she seems like she, like... And I, I feel like this is, like, very stereotypical. But as I remind everyone, I am queer. So I'm going to give... Let me do this one stereotype. She looks like... She looks like captain of the soccer team lesbian. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm just that's that's just yeah. That's that's yeah. Just, you can you. I'll I let you say that. The, I felt <laughs> like, the soccer. Totally. No. Totally. Yeah. Well, she had her hood up almost the whole time. Like yes! she had like a hoodie on, like, which also made her seem like an 18 year old. It looks like because um, like everybody's like so manicured looking, and like I don't know if it was like Grace, like if it was Grace's idea. Like I just don't want to wear any makeup in this film. Yeah. And, like, that's perfectly fine. Like it's not even me saying any. Like she's like she's pretty. Like there's nothing wrong with her but like she she just she had a completely different look than everyone else and it felt really obvious to it everyone. did it really did um <laughs> yeah but like you know she's a pretty girl she's related to meryl streep of course she's a pretty girl like what like, are you talking about <laughs> but yeah it was just yeah i totally agree with you about that like i i didn't know if it would sound <laughs> fucked up if i said that um but I well, was, yes. I, uh, well, the one, the one who has been near vagina, can yeah, cast the yeah, first stone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like this, this. Um, but yeah, it was like it, it is such a weird movie because you know everybody's like wearing like pearls and like we mentioned the sweaters and also it the sweaters are so oppressive that finally when that old lady pops up and she's like wearing like a blazer and like a shirt, I'm just like, yes, finally a blazer. This 
this is a woman that fucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> that that is so funny. You're like this woman got laid this in the last year. <laughs> like, yeah. It also feels like yeah. If everybody just had an orgasm in this movie, maybe they would chill out a little. Everyone would chill. Like I, I um, felt so bad for Tom Wilkinson. I just like you're Tom Wilkinson. What are you even doing here? And you're just like playing this, di- just playing this dad character. Like this is rude. Like bring, oh, I know. Like I don't know. Like bring like bring a. I don't know. What's a, what's an what's an older white man? Bring like a bring like Dave Coulier in here. Like why why is Tom Wilkinson? here <laughs> yeah it was like i also felt frustrated because it did feel like a waste of a lot of the actors oh yeah you it know? was because i mean you know like alexis patel Catherine Catherine heigl here's the thing and um we'll say this on the podcast because Catherine heigl is definitely gonna pop up again i think that Catherine heigl is a good actress who is just like constantly in a loop of having bad roles but i do not think and i've never thought that katherine heigl was bad at acting no never. not at all not at all and uh didn't she get she got like backlash from like seth rogan or some bullshit she got backlash for saying that knocked up was kind of sexist which when she was is. right like it totally <laughs> is <laughs> she was and everybody was like oh she's such a bitch and it's like yeah okay well you guys just proved the sexism that she talked about so cool yeah it's like um, i i like knocked up but when she said that it was kind of sexist i was like yeah oh yeah like <laughs> yeah i liked it too but i mean it's called knocked up like i'm not liking it because it's it's you know diving deep into the like intersectional like like critique of of uh misogyny i like it because there's some laughs and yeah some it's, yeah it's fucking yeah. funny there was one there was like one week like when i was still in high school where i'd watch like knocked up like after school every day and i like memorized everything and i'm just like yes knocked up again <laughs> like i would like so watch funny. it on demand i was obsessed you're just like i've got this i got it i'm gonna this is this is the business that i want to be in yeah <laughs> i make like, movies like knocked up yes. <laughs> um but yeah, like across the board, like everyone's great. Like fucking Tom, like legend, legendary Tom Wilkinson, like in the bedroom, Tom Wilkinson. Like what the fuck? Like that's yeah, you know that's that's a fucking dude right there. And like um, and the parents like and um, the mother's played by Linda Imond, which is like uh one of those like character actresses that I've seen in a bunch of things and did not know her name until this movie. Yeah, yeah. And they're and they're convi- I I do feel like they are convincing as her parents. Yeah. Um, even though I still think the script itself is corny, like, I mean, like there are moments where I'm like, oh, like it, it literally feels like a 70 year old woman wrote it. Like when yeah, it said, like, like she was, <laughs> yeah, like the lines for the parents are way better be- or, or not like way better, but they're delivered better and they feel more like fitting for the characters because I, like you said, it feels like it's more about them and it feels like it's written for them. It's not written for Catherine Heigl and Alexis Bledel. We don't see them together on screen more than f- like three minutes at a time. But we see the parents, we see uh, Catherine Heigl's parents grappling with her sexuality like for like 50% of the movie. But yeah, so I mean, it's basically just like uh, Catherine Heigl and Alexis Bledel have been together for five years and she's been going around saying that that's her roommate. Um, and but she's just like, you know what? There's like there's like a christening at the beginning of the movie. And I guess like Catherine gets in her feels and she's like, you know what? This, you know, I'm part of this Catholic community and everyone's getting married and everyone's having kids. and I want to get married and I want to have kids. I've been with this woman for five. She's been with this woman for five years. They have a beautiful apartment. 
why wouldn't they? Yeah, Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into the one reason why they shouldn't, but like on the outside, like it makes sense that they would. And so she's finally just like she comes out to her dad and her mom. Her mom makes it all about herself. Her mom is basically her mom is like <laughs> it's like on the verge of a panic attack through this entire movie. And also everybody's just like, Don't upset your mother. What are you doing to your mother? What is this with your mother? And I'm just like, can she chill? Like Catherine Heigl at the time of this movie was in her, it was in her like mid to late thirties. Now Catherine Heigl is, uh, oh yeah, the age difference between Catherine Heigl and Alexis Bedell is only three years, but it seems much larger than that. Yeah. Especially in this movie. Yeah. Catherine Heigl is 39, Alexis Bedell is 36, but like to them together, it looks like a professor like started sleeping with her TA. <laughs> yeah, it totally does. It totally does. <laughs> but yeah, like, it, I mean, aside from that, but like this woman, your like these parents are so upset, but it's like your daughter is a grown ass woman who does not live at home anymore and who is like been alive for over three decades. And I just felt like the emotional response was so extra considering that oh for sure you could just disown her i guess like if that's what you want to do yeah she's <laughs> like her mom is like you can't tell others like like because Catherine's coming out to her and her dad she's just like you can't tell the rest of the family or any of our friends or neighbors because it's going to affect my life and then they're i'm going to be embarrassed because they're going to know that you were lying to me all these years um and it's like okay like, I mean, I understand that's the whole point of the movie is that her parents don't know how to handle it and, like, coming out is hard. But it's also, like, um, I think the family members and friends, even if they're also bigoted, like, are going to understand what coming out means. and that, that usually means that not everybody knew. Like, that's the whole fucking point. So, like, no, it's not about you and the fact that you didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like everyone, everyone overreacts. Like this could be like overreacting the movie. Like, like as like people say things like nothing's gonna be the same, and you're a completely different person. And my my personal favorite when Grace is just like, you've just been giving me a pack of lies, <laughs> a pack of lies. Really? Can we all calm down? And it's also <laughs> like they all they never ask. You know, they're not like. I mean, I'm not saying they don't ask. Are you a lesbian? I'm saying they just don't even ask her how she feels or anything. Like, instead, they, like, accuse her. Like, the beginning of the movie is just, like, why aren't you with someone? Or why don't you like that guy? So, like, where, like, where is their space? Like, they're not listening. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not, it's very weird. And it's also weird because not only is everybody, like, freaking out, but, um, and this is an observation that my friend made that I just think my, my friend just has so many good observations, um, <laughs> on this film, like more than me sometimes because I was so bored. They were just like, everybody seems like Sims. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. And so when people were talking, you should just be like, oh no, it's a negative interaction. <laughs> that is, yeah, because it's just so generic like the and conflict and there's so many things that you could have like thrown in like um like what if like what if there was because uh, 
because it's like all of the family stuff, there's nothing actually wrong with Alexis Waddell. There's nothing actually wrong. Like, there's nothing actually to oppose. They because they don't really get to know her. No, they don't really and even we don't talk either. Like, we really like we no one does. Like her like, on screen is just basically her being like, "I'm here to support you, babe." Like to Catherine and just be like, "I totally understand. Like, it's hard with your family, and like, I love you." And like, and then also just feeling deeply straight and not at all convincing. Yeah, um, she like it is, and like it's. Just like I wish there was something else going on. Like, what if Alexis Bodell was Jewish? What if there was like a cultural thing going on too? What if there was something to like interact with? Yeah, it's, like, the Catholic. Oh, what? Are, oh, she's not only is she gay, but she's marrying like a Jewish woman. What are we gonna do? Like, at least like those are kind of like high. Those are like cultural hijinks that like. I'd actually be interested in watching on screen. Yeah, like I felt like there I felt like this movie lacked texture. Um and and particularly between Katherine Heigl and Alexis Bledel. Like Alexis Bledel feels more like a plot device than an actual character. Um yeah, she d- like she's an object around which this revolves, but she doesn't get to actually be fully flesh at all. To the point where at the end of the film <laughs> I was just like, is she a submissive? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> that was my question. I was just like, is that why she's so fucking quiet all the time? Is this just like a thing? Because I just don't. I definitely could see Katherine Heigl's character being a freak in bed. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's like even in the scene, like even in like confrontation scenes with the family, like in, like the like the scene at the wake, like she doesn't say anything. <laughs> no, she's so frozen up, and it like she doesn't say anything in the wedding scene either. We don't even get to hear her vows, and it's also like we don't really know anything about her family except that they live like across the country. Like we don't know how they feel really. Like we don't know what her coming out process was. I had all these questions in my head. I was like, why is this not coming up in conversation? It seems like it would be really natural for her to be like, oh, well, when I told my parents or like, oh, I still haven't. Um, And it was just completely not even in there. What if there's like a sequel to this movie where it's like Jenny's a Democrat? (laughs) (laughs) That would be way more interesting. I would like, <laughs> and I, and definitely more convincing. Like. Yes. Yeah. Because like, I, number one, I think she is. Oh, for sure. I yeah. just, and I, I definitely just, think her family's not. Her family's not. I think her brother is kind her of. Family, yeah. Her brother might be. Yeah. Her brother is like the one like down person, like, like in the, f- in the film. Um, yeah. He's like the, which is like, oh yeah, he doesn't get a knew. lot of scenes because he's not yelling at anyone. Yeah. And I was kind of frustrated by that too, because I, it would have been cool if there had been more conversations with them about like family dynamics or like yeah he was just like oh yeah I totally knew the only reason I would try to set you up is because mom and dad wanted me to like I support you of course I'm going to go to your wedding and that's like it and then he's not in the movie yeah it's like, like, he's, and he's, like the only thing that's like not like old fashioned and weird like the mom like interacts with women just like saying crazy shit through the entire time like there's one where she's like talking to a woman and like the woman makes a reference to like career gals and it's like oh Jenny she's a career gal and I'm just sitting there just like she's a social worker yeah it was like social workers get paid like nothing <laughs> and they, they should get paid a lot of money but like to that's not exactly like that's not an area you get into because you're a shark yeah <laughs> and this woman was acting like katherine heigl was a shark or something yeah it was so it was so strange yeah and also there was the weird um like interaction with the at the grocery store which also made me think of the stepford wives where they're just like oh my god 
and they're having a wedding, and like, oh my, I, they want to have children, and I just feel bad. And there's just like this whole confrontation, and it's like actually, you know, I feel like the confrontation was like this white lady who wrote this script, like this is a confrontation that like either she's had or like she's dreamed of like standing up to her other old white ladies, like let me tell you what, let me tell you something in the produce aisle like yeah <laughs> no that like, again <laughs> it felt so much more about the mom like i just wish it would have admitted that yeah yeah i mean it was yeah it was it, it should have been because like it's like it's mostly it's just like everybody just like freaking out like like oh my god grace sees them kissing also <laughs> this couple that gets married is jenny and kitty jenny and kitty got married this is jenny and they kitty. sound like characters from uh, little princess. Like, yeah, it's it's <laughs> like, so strange. Like little like orphan girls from the war that like, oh got my married. god, um, yeah, oh yeah, um, but yeah, it's like oh no, she kissed a girl in public, and oh no, they want to get wedding gowns, and also they're like the most like passable gay couple. I mean, this goes back to what we were talking about as far as like chemistry and everything, but they're so passable. And they, they like, I also was really surprised that there's no friends. Like, we don't see any gay friends. Like, are they the only gay people that they know? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, are Catherine and Alexis, like, the only gay people that exist? Like, I just thought it was weird that they had no, there was no scene where they were out for drinks with any other friends who were gay. And, like, I almost like, feel like in a lot of queer circles, like, women meet other women through friends a lot of the time. Like, it would make sense if they had, like, a group of friends and they were introduced, like, because those communities are, like, tight-knit a lot of the time. So yeah. I just don't see... Like, like every every queer woman I know in my friend group, I was introduced to by another queer woman and just like a long strain of things like it's not weird. Like that was. Yeah. That, yeah. And I mean, I've been watching the L word recently, like 10 years late. So like that was <laughs> a very like stark contrast, of course, between like the show about a whole community um, and and this movie where like these women seem to live in a vacuum um and i was just like where's their support because you know they have to know someone else who's gay like there's nobody else who's gay we don't know anything about alexis bladell's family like yeah it's very weird that we don't get to see any of her family like not even at the wedding do we get like an introduction to like her family like not even in like a throwaway i also feel like it was so awkwardly written i don't know how badly like if there had been a scene where they were with a like a bunch of other um gay people i can't imagine how it would be written by this director and this screenwriter like you, like it would be i feel like it would be really bad yeah 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 it's like uh, it's just so this movie like just things that people said like there's this it's like a scene where like grace like <laughs> where grace tells kevin heigl my wedding dress won't fit you <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I just want to put that on a T-shirt. Like, who says that to people? Yeah, and, and Catherine Heigl doesn't even ask. Like, It's so rude, She doesn't too. want like to wear it. It's like, you're both skinny white women. You're just skinnier than her. Like, why is that? Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> Do you think the 
much or better. Like, I just don't want it. Was, yeah, their whole dynamic, I was just like, uh, yawn. And then they like, oh my God. And then when they're when they're at the wake, like like Tom Wilkinson has to be like, well, which one of you is the you're both feminine, you're both feminine girls. And like, which one of you is the and then and then Catherine Heichel, like, that's a rude question. But then Catherine Heichel's just like, Dad wants to know which one of us straps it on. And just like not only like embarrassing your family, but just like embarrassed like your partner like why are you doing this you yeah like, like so but you <laughs> knew your family was ignorant and that does not make it okay but why are you embarrassing your partner that i just kept thinking about alexis and how uncomfortable she i just wanted like alexis and grace to run off together and like maybe like maybe like that would be hilarious maybe like alexis would just be like hey i see that you're like really angry and she would use her like calming powers and like grace would just like come back totally centered and like this is what i needed this whole time yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of like like a costume drama but like without the costumes and like without the wit wow <laughs> yeah yeah that's it you just like feeling it and it's like uh, also um because so much of it is about soapboxing have you noticed that like most of the scenes take place in bed yes because it's just all they want to do all she wants to do is talk so she doesn't even want to stage scene so they're just like constantly talking to each other in bed it's so it's just it's like write a sitcom if you want to have this many scenes in bed yeah it's just all it's all dial i don't know it, it, it feels like a like a diary entry also at, at points like she's like again like she's just transferring her thoughts about it it's so weird and also just like oh my god so the fact that this film ends with a conga line is just the worst. Like the the mom Oh yeah, I, once the, I saw the conga line I just shut it off. I was the, like I've seen enough. The mom sets it up at the beginning. She's like I love weddings. I love the conga lines. And I was just like okay, this is corny white women shit, whatever. I did not know that that meant that the film was going to end with an actual conga that was, line. Yeah, they were like here's Chekhov's gun. We're going to bring that conga line back out. <laughs> like and cool. I just felt like Man, like, not even Coffee Shop was this white. Like, this is, like, a next level of white that we reached. It it was really, like, yeah. It 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 was painful. It was actually painful. It hurt, yeah. It was it, so boring. It was so void of any vibrancy. And it was out in 2015. Like, it's recent. Like, this isn't... That was... Yeah, I was actually combing, like... um. When I when I first googled Jenny's wedding to like, like it's on Netflix right now, but I was also just like, I wanted to look at some of the ratings. I saw in my Google search like the beginning of a review that was like maybe this would be interesting if it was written in 1995. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> I didn't read anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, but it was just like this is so outdated. If was this was 1995, yeah, like this would have been like it, in in 19 like if I had like watched it on cable like as like a, a, as, a, a as like a young queer child I would have been like wow man like that yeah. it might have like actually like it's kind of like watching like Will and Grace for the first time or something but totally at least, like, but at least like, but it's so late <laughs> for what it's doing like yeah and like it was made by like IFC films too ooh I bet they buried it yeah I I I would imagine so it's just yeah it's and it's not funny 
It doesn't try to be funny. Even. It's, no, it's like it's like a lot of the movies we watch like that are bad, like at least try to be funny. And so even when they fail at that, there's like interesting hijinks. And this this like is trying so hard to be deep or like have a message that there's not even they don't even try to put jokes like I mean, you know, of course, there's always a few. But like it's just it's so dry. Like I wish it had tried to be funny. So apparently it was shot in 2013, which is still too late. Um, and there was an Indiegogo campaign to raise money for post-production. It, that, I, I feel like I'd be kind of upset if I donated to a campaign for it's like, yeah, it's like a queer film. And like they're getting married and like that's great. And then it ended up being this like I'd be pissed. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And the yeah. Fact and you're that, like, like, yeah, if you're going to use crowdfunding. Put some soul in it. Yeah, there's no soul. Like, like that's that's the beauty of indie is like that you feel a little more like homemade touch. <sighs> like, yeah, it's just so. It's like eating shortbread with that has no sugar in it. It's like eating like really dry. I don't know. I'm trying to find like the least interesting carb and compare this movie to it um like i i I fuck with saltine crackers even it's just so boring (laughs) it and it tried to uh, and and it feels like it's trying to emotionally manipulate you with like the scenes between katherine heigl and her parents like the just like you know the the themes of um adult relationships with parents and and all of how complicated those can be no matter what um coupled of course with her coming out process and their initial horrible response and then them eventually coming around and apologizing you know there's all these moments and some of them like like that this goes back to like there's a lot of good actors in this so there's moments where i'm like huh if this had been a good script and everything was different maybe (laughs) like I just I I was just like okay yeah, yeah. Uh, like um, here is my here is what I have to say watch Carol yeah just like watch Carol because like the whole time I was just like hey you know what's like a nice subtle <laughs> queer film where like everyone's talking and there isn't a lot of contact but it's still so sexy and so interesting and so worth your time and also they're dealing with you know they're fighting societal norms too just like you know more directly and in a way that like doesn't seem ridiculous watch carol yeah like watch watch carol um or um there's a film coming out like really really soon called disobedience um, in which um, uh, Rachel McAdams and Rachel Weiss are rebelling their Hasidic Jewish community by, like, you know, being lesbians and being in love with each other. And Rachel McAdams, like, has a husband that's, like, trying to, like, straightify her. And they're just like, oh, what's going to happen? Like, is the, com- the community is going to desert them? And, like, it's... Like, you know- that's, like, already... Like, just that description is way more interesting than the movie, than Jenny's Wedding. Yeah, like, if we're... Like, if we're going to talk about, like, going against, like, cultural norms and, like, drama and stuff, there's just, like, other... 
There's just like other things. And I'm not saying that there's nothing to be there's there's something to be said about something small and about like your family trying to deal with it, but there are there are better narratives about your family getting your family to accept you. Like Pariah. Yeah, Pariah was great. Like yeah, and it's just like and it's going and it's you know, it's kind of dealing with a lot of the same things, only, you know, directly and therefore effectively. And there are stakes. Yeah, there are big stakes. <laughs> I mean, you know, and it's just... I don't know, man. Like, I, I thought that, like, what was going to annoy me, like, this was... This, like, I thought that, like, kissing Jessica Stein annoyed me. Like, this annoys me more than kissing Jessica Stein, which we haven't done on this podcast, I think, because I just felt meh about it. And I was just like, meh. I don't know. We might do it sometime. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's... Honestly, just watch, watch like, anything else. Like, yeah. Really, really any, like, really. Just really, you don't need to. It's just, any it's not even, like, a good hate watch because it doesn't have enough zazz for that. Like, like at least from Justin to Kelly is so fucking bad you could play a drinking game about it. Like, this is not that same brand of bad. Yeah. It's pretty useless. There's really nothing salvageable sorry guys <laughs> yeah sorry and i mean again like any of the cast that you like cast members that like have like very good things that they've been in that you can go watch um and you should just do that to support their careers instead of watching this and and like falling asleep i mean maybe if you need to fall asleep you could put this on oh yeah this this will put you right to sleep stronger than melatonin yeah oh my god yeah and uh because uh, it has a does it you said that it had like a macklemore song like i didn't i don't know oh this yeah song. there's the um macklemore himself isn't featured but the the soloist i can't remember her name mary something um that that's on same love her solo is played in this movie like three different times and it's like a slower version of her solo um and I kind of feel like that itself says a lot about the movie. Like, um, I don't know. It's yeah. Like, I, like, like, because I, it's so I accessible, like, straight, like, straight. Yeah, movie. I feel like this is a movie that you could, like, show at church. Like, if you were, if you were, like, in a, like, a white church and, like, you were just, and you were, like, trying to be just, like, dip your toe into progressiveness. And it's just like, hey, God. like, it, like. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is, like, it does feel like this was made almost to, like, show your parents um, who aren't, you know, accepting of gay people. So, I mean, in that sense, I guess it could be a tool, but it's still not good enough to, like, Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So just watch like any other like watch Carol because you should. Watch Disobedience because I hope that it's good. It's coming out soon. Watch Pariah because you should. Watch But I'm a Cheerleader. Generally just like oh, watch yeah, Lesbian but I'm a cheerleader. Film. Just yeah. like there's just There's so many that are better. There's so many. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, please do that. And um, we will be back next week uh, with something else. Something, another movie. Something completely different. Something completely different. Take care of yourselves. Yes, love yourselves. Don't watch this movie. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> That's what this movie has done to me, y'all. <laughs> I'm Jordan right. Searle. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. Bye. Bye.